Hello, Royals. Happy Friday, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for today, so let's get right into the history. As promised on Wednesday, I will be discussing Samuel Morse. On this day in 1838, Samuel Morse unveiled the telegraph. This invention sent shockwaves around the world. It made communication go from letters sent by horseback to electrical signals via miles of cable. So let's start at the beginning. Samuel Morse was born in Charlestown, Massachusetts in 1791. His father, Jedediah Morse, was a Calvinist preacher and member of the Federalist Party. Morse had a normal childhood and went on to attend Yale College. While there, he studied math, philosophy, and science, specifically science dealing with electricity. Something to note is that Morse was an avid painter. Before he invented the telegraph, Morse painted. I was shocked to learn this when I was researching Morse. Morse went to England in 1811 for an internship under artist Washington Alston. Morse improved his skills with Alston, and the Royal Academy admitted him. There, his paintings displayed his strong Calvinist religious views and his anti-Federalist views. It's interesting that Morse kept the Calvinist views of his father, but rejected his Federalist beliefs. After Morse's stint at the Royal Academy, he returned to the United States in 1815. During his time at home, it marked one of the prolific points in Morse's career. Morse painted portraits of many prominent people such as John Adams, James Monroe, and Marquis de Lafayette. He even painted the House of Representatives. His painting of the House did not receive much critical acclaim, but it's still remarkable either way. What amazes me is that even if Morse had never invented the telegraph, he would still be a small section in an art history book. But now it's time to cover what most people are probably listening to this episode for, Morse's invention of the telegraph. To start, this process would occur in 1832. While on a ship going back to America, Morse met Charles Thomas Jackson. After Jackson showed Morse some experiments he performed with electromagnetism, Morse got an idea. This idea spawned the concept of a single wire telegraph. Believing that he was onto something, he got his idea patented. He also developed Morse code to go along with this invention. Morse had competition, however. Like Morse had discovered this way of electrical communication, William Cook and Charles Wheatstone also had. They patented a multiple wire telegraphing system compared to Morse's single wire system. Morse would win this battle though, as his design was much cheaper than the multi-wire system. This is probably for the best, as Wheatstone code doesn't really roll off the tongue. The next step for Morse after this was profiting in some way. Morse sought financial success from the United States government. Morse framed his invention as a much easier way to communicate between entities. Any bureaucracy would be thrilled to have the opportunity to streamline their communication. However, Morse's first attempt at lobbying for funding in 1838 failed. It took him until 1843 to finally secure funding for his invention. With the funding secured, a telegraph line from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore was constructed. On May 24, 1844, Morse sent the first ever message on the newly completed telegraph line. Morse sent the statement, What have Goff wrought? Morse couldn't kick his strong Calvinist beliefs for even half a second. The experimental telegraph line proved the invention's utility and finally stormed the nation. By 1850, 12,000 miles of wire had been laid in the United States. Many telegraph companies also popped up. Companies like Western Union would find their start here. Morse became wildly rich and famous from all of this. Morse died in 1872 at the ripe old age of 80. He died as one of the fathers of modern communication. Countries from the Ottoman Empire to France all honored him for his contributions. However, I should mention that Morse was a complex figure. While Morse created the telegraph, a positive invention for humanity, he wasn't exactly the greatest person. Morse was an egomaniac wanting to be THE inventor of the telegraph. 
Although other people had invented similar telegraph systems, he wanted to be the only person associated with the telegraph. It was to the point that Morse filed a lawsuit to be known as the inventor of the telegraph. Morse was also a staunch anti-Catholic and anti-immigrant proponent. Like other anti-Catholic conspiracy theorists, Morse believed that Catholic organizations were promoting immigration to take over the United States. Before you ask if this was a slight sentiment of Morse's political views, there is an entire section on Wikipedia devoted to this. It was to the point that Morse even wrote a book called Foreign Conspiracy Against the Liberties of the United States. Also, despite Morse being from Massachusetts, he was a pro-slavery advocate. He used his religious beliefs to claim that slavery was acceptable. It is crucial to look at the whole picture from all this. From my research, it is clear that Morse was a complicated man. He did a great good for humanity, but wasn't the best human at times. It's a reminder that no one is perfect and that we are all complex and complicated beings. Well, that wraps it up for today, Royals. I hope you enjoyed this episode, as I know I did. Samuel Morse was a much more interesting figure than I initially thought him to be. Either way, thank you for listening, Royals, and happy Friday.